when professional telecommuting was still in its infancy. Our next guest saw the future of healthcare during a trip to the Philippines that exposed him to the incredibly talented medical professionals who positively contribute to medical practices in their country and beyond. Dr. Steven Kufferman, CEO of Medva, joins us to discuss how he is leveraging skilled healthcare virtual assistants to help solve medical and dental practice staffing needs at a fraction of the cost. As the healthcare industry continues to experience the ever-growing human capacity crisis, join us for this timely conversation to learn how Dr. Kufferman and the Medva team are solving healthcare staffing problems. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Dr. Kupferman, a big, big welcome to our podcast, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, because of your background as a practicing physician and experiencing firsthand the common administrative complaints and frustrations expressed by patients and compounded with the rising cost to secure quality talent, I'm excited to spend some time with you and cover this important topic and how you've solved for this with your company. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Stephen, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the MedVA team are developing and deploying skilled healthcare virtual assistants to help medical and dental practices grow during these unprecedented times. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? I think I would say that it's just don't give up. You know, keep pushing forward. Healthcare, like any other field, has its stumbling blocks along the way. And you just don't give up. You know, just keep pushing on through whatever comes in your way. You're a founder of MedVA. We're going to dive into that today. Talk about that, how you got that company going, you know, aha moments, all that good stuff. And you know, as well as I do, there's a lot of times you can take that off ramp and give up. But if you're passionate about it and you keep dedicating yourself and not give up, it's amazing what you can accomplish. Did you also have that mindset while going through medical school, going through your training, building your practice? Was that an important tenant to run through, you know, to have as part of your practice and your education? Don't give up. I think it's a must, you know, There's so many things, I mean, you know, going back to college and all the way through, I mean, there's so many points along the way where you can just sort of say, oh, I'll just settle for this, or I'm going to do that, or, you know, I've had enough, let's try, you know, let's try something else, or, you know, this isn't working out, but you just got to push through. I mean, it's the hard work that really gets people to that next level in anything, really. You just got to outwork everybody. And then that's part of not giving up. Yeah. So I was fortunate to play football at Stanford. I was uh, one of my first one, my family go to college, played ball. And our coach, uh, coach Tyrone Willingham, he said, you know, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, right? That hard work, not giving up. Then all of a sudden you start getting pretty darn lucky and starting things start to land in your way. So, you know, and I know we're going to talk about some of those things landing your way at MedVA with a team you're building, the wonderful 
things that are happening within your camp. You guys are doing wonderful work. We have a lot to discuss there of all the wonderful things happening within MedVA. And we're going to unpack all of that after we get back from thinking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Stephen Kupferman, CEO at MedVA. Stephen, you already teed us up to don't give up. It's an incredibly important mindset to have. You know, we were both college athletes, and you know as well as I do, that is not an easy feat to be a student athlete in college. And there's plenty of times, I'm sure, I know it felt like for myself along the way, there was plenty of times where I wanted to give up during being a college athlete. But man, did it really help me push through and persevere and set me up to be you know, as successful in my career years past playing ball, but we talked about that on the front end, this notion of not giving up, building companies that are making impact, right? You're doing exactly that at MedVA. Can't wait to discuss more of what's happening there. Why is now the time for it? Where were those aha moments? How did it come to be, you know, being a practicing uh, you know, clinician yourself? But then of course, Stephen, where this notion of virtual assistance, where's this market going? We're going to talk about that in just a moment where you see things heading, how it's going to continue to impact healthcare that is changing rapidly, as you know, and of course, how we can be helping you. But first, let's go back a bit. Let's hear that founder's journey of how MedVA came to be in the first place. What were those aha moments? And when were you like, I need to build this company? Take us on that journey of how it all came to be in the first place. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I'm a practicing uh, oral and maxillofacial surgeon. And, you know, I think one of the hardest things about being in private practice is not really the doctoring. I think everybody trains so hard in medical school, dental school, whatever it is, to be a doctor. And that's the easy part. It's really just managing people, managing staff, handling staff, handling overhead, handling everything that you know is involved in running the day-to-day operations of some sort of healthcare company. And so I was doing that, and we were up to about 35 or so employees, and the day-to-day was just becoming you know so difficult. And you know, I was reading up about virtual assistants. One of my favorite blogs is The White Coat Investor. And uh, so I was reading up, I saw it in there and I said, wow, this is amazing. And there's just so many things that can be done in the medical office and the dental office and the veterinary office that can be done remotely if you just understand a little bit about technology. And so I just started, I tried it out. And then just from there, I said, well, this is the future. This is the future of private practice of healthcare for sure. And then I started realizing that all the insurance companies were already doing this and we were so far behind as doctors. You know, each and every insurance company basically has a staff of people in the Philippines. And I sort of proved that to myself by taking a trip there. I decided, well, you know, this is the future. I got to go to Manila. And I was traveling with my wife to that part of the world. 
And I said, we're making a stop for a day in the Philippines. I want to meet my virtual assistants and I want to see what else can be done. So we made a little detour from a trip to Thailand that we were taking for our anniversary and uh, showed up in Manila. I uh, was greeted by my, uh, at the time I had, I think, four virtual assistants. They greeted me at the hotel like I was the president of the United States. Like, I'm a pretty big guy. They grabbed my arm, you know, to sort of say, you're real, you know. They thought I was as not real as they were, you know. And so it just took off from there. They took me around Manila to uh, some of the areas where, you know, they have these skyscrapers of American companies that are functioning, you know, there with just tremendous workforces. And I just realized this is the future for private practice of healthcare. And it was just, that was really, truly the aha moment when I was essentially sitting in traffic, seeing all these people, you know, going to these kind of work offices that were taking care of American companies. Wow. By the way, Thailand's an amazing place. I still want to go visit the Philippines. I have been to Thailand. That must've been an awesome honeymoon with your spouse. So big fan of that area of the world. It's incredible. There's so much to unpack here, Stephen. I'm fascinated by this notion. You're hundred percent spot on. This is the future of work. This is happening. It's happening at scale. There's a lot of tech companies that are doing it. You mentioned it. The payer side, the insurance side of healthcare has already been there and doing that. But I have to ask, Stephen, right? The one thing about healthcare, unfortunately, is that it's fraught with orthodoxy. Well, this is how we've always done things, you know, Stephen. We can't do that. We've always done it this way. It has to be done this way. When you started, you know, with your own virtual assistants and then thinking about it and turning it into a company, which we're going to talk to in a moment. Did you go and stress test it a bit to see if there were other Dr. Kupfermans out there that could see this opportunity? Did you go out and talk with other physicians or other, you know, administrators? And what was that feedback like before you even started the company? You know, I actually did not do that. I think it's one of those things where I sort of thought to myself, well, I don't even know if enough people know about this to really find somebody to ask them about it. And so I just said, okay, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it out. So I started with one and then another and then another. And I think today everybody realizes that you can have people work from home as efficiently and as productively as from the office. But back then, in 2019, when I went there, most people didn't think that. Like they didn't really think about that. Certainly doctors really weren't thinking about that. Telemedicine was in its infancy in in many ways, at least compared to what it's been post-pandemic. So I know I did not, I did not find anybody. I didn't look for anybody. I just tried it out. And then I said, oh my God, these are incredibly smart, talented people that have chosen to stay in their country. They're trained nurses. Their first language is English. Many of the nurses that, you know, staff our hospitals are Philippine nurses who have made the decision to leave their country, but many, many stayed behind. They wanted to be with family members. They had obligations and they just wanted to stay. And so they're all there. There's tremendous number of them there and they can do so much for so many medical practices. And speaking of medical practices, take us into yours. So you mentioned you started with one and then it quickly grew to four. Take us into the experience. What are these four team members doing for you or not doing? Take us in so we can kind of conceptualize what these team members of yours that are based in the Philippines, what are they doing for your practice? Well, there's more than four now, I can tell you that. Uh, back then there were four. Well, you know, the easiest way to start was to have them spend all the time that is needed to communicate with insurance companies, have them do that. And many times they're calling 
you know, insurance companies that are based in the Philippines. And so they're calling people nearby. And so that was the easiest way to get started. And, you know, as a surgeon, every surgery needs authorization. Every insurance has to be verified. Every claim has to be adjudicated. And the amount of time it takes, forget the waiting on hold, just the amount of time it takes to go back and forth between insurance companies is just not enough workforce, you know, in offices to handle that. So to me, that was where I put the majority of them at first. And then I just started to kind of during the pandemic, I guess, which is still going on, I started thinking more out of the box, like, okay, what other things can I have them do for me? So I brought on a bookkeeper right before the pandemic. I had a a person who did all my marketing who would go to, you know, different medical offices and dental offices and make sure everything's going okay. And they would drive around and bring cookies and talk to the staff that we already had relationships with just to make sure everything's going okay. And then I said, you know what, I'm just going to door dash this. And so I hired a virtual assistant who had good customer service skills and I got them a DoorDash account and just said, okay, these are the places you should start standing from. And so now that works through the Philippines and, you know, just continued to think more and more out of the box, you know, payroll and time off and just keeping track of the employees and IT issues. You know, I just started bringing on more and more just so that all these things can be taken care of and I didn't have to deal with it anymore. That is so cool. And then, so with that, Stephen, you're now way up past four, as you mentioned earlier, are they all based in the Philippines? And I guess, you know, I know our audience probably has this question, why the Philippines as well? So first, are all those team members in the Philippines? And then two, of course, why the Philippines? So mine are all in the Philippines because I don't have a predominantly other language, non-English speaking patient population, but you know, you can get people who are fluent, say in Spanish, which is a common request for doctors in, uh, in California. So mine are all in the Philippines, and I've learned a lot about the Philippines and about the 4,000 islands that make up the country and, you know, what parts to visit, where the beautiful beaches are. I didn't go to them yet, but I learned a lot about them by just by talking to the virtual assistants and now my large number of employees at MedVA. So to answer that question, yeah, mine are all in the Philippines, but we have others from uh, Central uh, and South America as well. You had one more question. I forgot. Yeah. And so in regards to the Philippines, is this a big part of their economy as well? This whole virtual assistant economy is, is, is there reasons why? Yeah. So yeah. Why the Philippines? I think there's several reasons the, the first is that English is the first language in the Philippines. So everybody's fluent in English. That's what they learn in school from day one. You know, the Philippines has a real healthcare focus industry. We say in Hollywood, like everybody here works for the industry, you know, for Hollywood in LA, but you know, in the Philippines, they're so healthcare focused and that's why they make up a tremendous percentage of the healthcare workers in our country and in many other countries. So they're very healthcare focused. They're very customer service oriented and English is the first language. So it's a great fit. And I think there's a tremendous respect for the United States. Certainly in the Philippines, I remember when I went there, we were stuck in traffic. It was terrible traffic and worse traffic than LA. In Manila traffic, it literally is worse than LA. And so I'm like, we got to get off the freeway. I can't, I can't sit in traffic any longer here. I'm supposed to be on vacation. We get off and I see this gorgeous green park. And I was like, what is that? And they're like, no, we can't go in there. I was like, what do you mean we can't go in there? What is that? And they said, well, that's the U.S. cemetery. So I said, well, we're going there. I'm from the U.S. So we drive up and it turns out that it's the largest World War II cemetery in the world of American troops. 
So because I had my U.S. passport with me, they let us in and I went and paid tribute to the, I think there's maybe 50,000 American troops buried in the Philippines in the middle of Manila, literally right in the center of the main city. And so it was just the respect that they have for the U.S. And for me, that was another aha moment where I said, wow, this is uh, you know special. Wow, that is really cool. And in regards to having this experience, you're seeing what it's doing to transform your own practice. And then you had a light bulb go off. Maybe I formalize this into a business. Take us through that. And then, of course, what is MedVA? So first, when did that light bulb go off? Like, I'm going to formalize this into a business and then give us that elevator pitch of what MedVA is. Yeah, so I sort of looked around and saw that there just was not enough of this going on. You know, anybody I talked to would just literally look at me with wide open eyes saying, wow, that's incredible. And so then I said, okay, well, then I, I got to do this. I mean, if nobody knows about it, then it's something to do. So I started to think about it a little bit and I was telling some friends about it. And then I spoke to a friend of mine who is now my partner named uh, Omid Shea, who's uh, just an incredible person, an incredible gastroenterologist. He takes care of the sickest of patients and the healthiest of patients, but he's just an incredible physician and just a really good person. And I started talking to him about it. And I just said, you know, he's so well connected. He's just a great person. And I, I want to partner with him. And I needed a, you know, somebody who's really in internal medicine and really knows that side. I mean, I know surgeons, I know the whole dental community and, and that's where I was, but you know, I didn't have a great connection to the, the huge medicine community. So I figured he would be the right guy. And I know he's a driven guy. His practice has always been that way. Uh, he never gives up. And so I just said, Hey, Omid, let's do this together. And at first he was like, he was thinking, you know, I heard about this. I'm not, I'm not really, you know, and then there must've been some aha moment for him as well. I don't know exactly what it was, but he's like, I'm in, let's do it. And so we did it and we started together and he has a tremendous Rolodex and that's really helped us uh, grow uh, tremendously. And he's just been a great partner. I love it. So now you're a founding entrepreneur. So it's elevator pitch time. What is MedVA? MedVA is a virtual assistant company for medical, dental offices, and any healthcare facility that realizes that in order to provide top-of-the-line healthcare, you need a tremendous workforce. And there's no time like today where the workforce is so challenged. And so we're able to provide top-level, smart people that are going to work remotely and run, manage, handle the day-to-day of medical practices. And so with that, Stephen, I'm Dr. Mike. I'm interested in this. What's that experience like for me? I'm brand new to MedVA. I just discovered your team, your organization. What's that experience look like for Dr. Mike? For Dr. Mike, you'll talk to our administrative team, tell them what you're looking for. What are the challenges you're seeing in your practice? Where are you finding that you need people to make things happen. And then we're going to send you resumes, videos of really smart and talented, mostly Filipino nurses and other healthcare workers. We'll staff up your office and get things done. So we'll send that over to you. You'll review it. You'll interview them. And within a couple of days, they'll be working in your office. That is so cool. And then once they're working, they're up and running, does the relationship continue with Dr. Mike and MedVA? You know, you think about some of the administrative back and forth between those employees and, and myself. What does that experience look like ongoing as well for Dr. Mike? Well, the great thing is, is that 
we are providing them with a job that is far better than they can get in the Philippines. I remember one of my early virtual assistants was telling me that it took three hours. I was telling you about the traffic earlier, three hours to get to and from work as a nurse in a hospital. Uh, and that wasn't going that far because <laughs> you go for pretty far in the Philippines and you're in the water. So they weren't going that far. And so we're paying sometimes twice what they would get paid in a hospital and we're giving them the ability to work. You know, it's a night shift, at least for LA, if you're working for an LA company, it's a night shift or a US company pretty much is a night shift, but you're working from your home. You're working from a, a little study in your house. And you know, if you're young and married and you have a kid, you know, you're there with them when they wake up in the morning and they go to school, you can go to sleep. And then when they get home, you're up. So we're providing them with a great job. And because they're getting such a great job, they want to stay with that job for a long time. So retention actually is really easy, really easy because they're really getting such a great job. And in regards to the feedback from the clinicians and the practices that you're working with here stateside, how has it been for them? What's this experience been like for them to, to leverage MedVA and what your company's bringing to their practice? I mean, it's been, you know, almost a hundred percent positive. The doctors that can sort of easily grasp the idea of working remotely, they jump on it right away. They give us feedback on how incredible they are, how it's so hard for them to find somebody this talented, except if they're paying $100,000 a year. So the feedback has been really tremendous. The doctors that I'm friendly with, who are Medva clients, have just told me over and over again how incredible, how talented uh, their staff is. So exciting. And so this is a dynamic space. Like I said earlier, this notion of virtual assistance, it's happening in all kinds of industries. And now you're you know, leveraging it to bring it into this specific part of healthcare. As things continue to change rapidly for healthcare and for practices just like yours, where do you see things heading for your company and for the industry at large? What does the next you know, one to three, two to three years look like? I mean, obviously this is a growing segment. I think it will continue to gain more and more traction pull that crystal ball out. Where do you see things heading in the next two to three years, not only for your company, but for the industry as well? Yeah. I mean, I see not just practice leveraging this. I see larger healthcare companies, hospitals, medical groups, IPAs, all of the major healthcare providers in this country, which have mostly consolidated. And for the most part, there's been a lot of consolidation, as you know, I see them taking this on. I mean, I see the more that the payers continue to do what they're doing, which is try to deny certain things on a regular basis, use remote staff. You know, they have an unfair advantage to have remote staff in the Philippines when doctors are using the local high school graduates to handle these claims. There's no way we can keep up. There's no way that a doctor's office or even a multi-doctor practice can keep up if the payers are working remote, you know, using remote employees. So the future is this. I see it as the future for uh, certainly for private practice of healthcare, but in many respects, so much of healthcare that can be done remotely as remote work becomes mainstream, which it is, you know, I mean, I have employees that are leaving my in-house employees are leaving because they are getting jobs to work from home. Yeah, no, these are the realities and it's not going away, you know, as well as I do, the pandemic really rewired a lot of things of how we do life, right? And those genies aren't going back in the bottle. So, well, thank you for sharing that and, and really outlining where you see things heading. You're there on the front lines. You are a practicing physician and you're seeing it yourself. So thank you for sharing a little insight of where you see things heading. But of course, let's bring it back today as well. We have an amazing community rally around the podcast. What's one problem, need, or question that you and your team have that we can be helping you with? I think the problem that the community has is this problem. You know, I think that 
the private practice of medicine is failing, attracting you know, more and more doctors into medicine, which we need to do desperately. We're going to need to do that more and more. They're going to be looking mostly at consolidated type jobs where the private practice aspect is somewhat gone. And it looks like it's going to continue to happen, you know, more and more. And this is one of those opportunities where, you know, doctors can get back to a point where their overhead is not going to exceed what they can produce. And they can have staff that are able to handle a lot of their operations without causing them to give up tremendous amounts of their ability to earn income. And as we want more and more people to go into healthcare and into uh, medicine, we're going to need people who want to have a sustainable income. And so if they're going to do it in the private sector, they're going to need to leverage remote employees. And the only way that can be done is through virtual assistance. So our community needs to reach out to you, learn more about this, I'm imagining, and uh, hear the story of what you guys are up to. And I'm imagining you guys are helping serve clinicians like yourself across the country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have client doctors and client uh, medical facilities all across the country. And I think that we need to reach out to them. We need to make sure doctors don't continue to burn out. I think that this is a tremendous solution to doctor burnout. I think every doctor should have a virtual assistant who is their confidant, who is their personal assistant to handle anything that they need. And I think that may be one of the only solutions we have right now that's sustainable and affordable for physician burnout, which is a whole nother topic I'm sure you've talked about before. And that is really just unfortunate that's occurring throughout medicine right now. Yeah. And what's sad about it is it's not going away. If anything, it's continuing to accelerate. So you're spot on on that, Stephen, that we definitely need to figure out ways to empower our healthcare workers. But in order for our community to learn more and ask some questions and, and to see if your organization is a good fit for theirs, how do they get a hold of you? Social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they connect? Yeah, you can just go directly to our website. It's www.medva, medva, or medva.com. So www.medva.com. And that's where you'll find all of the information that we have on there is uh, what we use to talk and train our virtual assistants, to talk to our doctor and other healthcare provider clients. And it's all there and you can easily uh, get a hold of us to find out more. Easy enough. And also in uh, your favorite podcast player, listen to this episode, just simply scroll down in the episode notes. Those contact points will be listed as well. So you can just easily click on through to get a hold of Stephen and the team. And you can always head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Stephen's episode where all those contact points will be listed as well as an area to leave comments, feedbacks, and suggestions or otherwise again over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Stephen, this is an exciting time for you and the team. And of course, where things are heading as well, lots of opportunity here. Really enjoyed learning about this and, and how you were taking this opportunity and really helping to give our healthcare workers that fighting chance to really continue to excel in a very dynamic and fast-paced environment that's changing rapidly, as you know. But before we sign off, Stephen, I have one more piece for you, and we'll get you out of here. It's a fill-in-the-blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I don't give up. I see what you did there. You brought it full circle. I absolutely love it. Way to close it down, bringing it back from the top. I absolutely love it. Stephen, thank you so much for taking a pit stop to be on our podcast, spending some time with our community and sharing everything that's happening in your camp. We're rooting you on. Keep us posted. But for now, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. That was great. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. 
We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.